On this edition of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast, we go behind the lens with one of Alberta's great baseball photographers and a weekend to remember for Dogs Academy product, J.T. Patterson. Welcome to episode 25 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. We have a couple of great interviews coming up, so let's get right to it. Amanda Fewer has gained a lot of exposure over the last few years for her phenomenal work behind the camera in capturing images of baseball in this province and beyond. She spent a good portion of last month in Florida for spring training. We did a Q&A with Amanda about a year and a half ago for albertadugoutstories.com and thought it'd be great to catch up with her for the podcast. Here's our chat with photographer Amanda Fewer. Amanda, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. How was spring training? Oh, man. Spring training is uh, it's awesome. Every year is so good, and this year was, was no different. It's, uh, it's always awesome to see what, uh, what talent is coming up through the pipe and, uh, and kind of give us a glimpse into the season to come. So it was, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. How many spring trainings have you done now? Uh, this would have been spring training number seven, I believe, if my math is right. Yeah, it would have been about the seventh year I've been doing it. So That is fantastic. Uh, take us back to the very beginning and what got you into photography in the first place, and then we'll we'll get into the baseball side a little later on. Yeah, sure. You know, um, I've always been a fan of photography. I find it a thrilling uh uh, a thrilling pastime if you can be pretty competitive with yourself. And uh, as we've talked before, I'm a pretty competitive person. So being able to compete with myself is is, is important to me. So it's one of the things that I really enjoyed about, uh, about photography and uh, being in Alberta, I was really lucky. You know, the mountains are right there and I'm a big hiker. So getting out and getting to shoot some landscape photography and that type of thing was... Uh, became a, a passion of mine pretty quickly. So. Uh, that's got to be kind of an interesting dynamic is going from, you know, still life photography to action <laughs> photography. At the, but at the same time, it widens the palette, doesn't it? Absolutely. It really gives you a, a wide range. Um, and, and photography is very niche. So when you find something that you really enjoy, people tend to stick to uh, to that niche. You're not finding people do landscape and sports and babies and weddings and, and so on, right? They're doing very specialized stuff. So um, as much as wildlife and, and nature, landscape photography is very different from sports, you're, you're I mean, it's, it's about being competitive with yourself and finding uh, a shot that's better than the last one, right? Mm-hmm. So how is it that you managed to get into the baseball side of photography? Oh, sheer luck. No. <laughs> sheer luck. I was going to no, say, that would be fantastic I, uh, luck. I buy a lotto yeah. ticket, too. Right, right. Sign me up. But uh, no, you know, I was going to spring training as a fan. Um, I'm a pretty big baseball geek. Grew up... Uh, not playing it myself, but my best friend growing up, her brother actually played for the Padres for many years, was uh, um, a catcher in the Padres organization, and he was most recently with Detroit. Now he's coaching uh, coaching in the Cleveland organization. So Luke Carlin, he's from uh, Elmer, Quebec, but uh, he was the big brother growing up. So uh, we obviously got drug around to all of his games and practices mm-hmm. and trips to the batting cages. So um, I've always been around the sport, really enjoyed it and then uh 
as a fan of the sport and being a Jays fan, obviously making that trip down to spring training, that was really my my connection with the Jays was uh, was spring training because living on the West Coast, obviously, unless they're coming to Seattle, it's pretty pretty tough to catch a game uh, live, right? So spring training was kind of my 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 connection and my way to really uh, really enjoy the team. So got lucky one year. I was down there shooting. Uh, just brought my camera with me and decided to start taking some pictures and uh, met, of course. Uh, Mr. Bob Elliott while I was in mm-hmm. spring training and uh, and it all sort of snowballed from there. So, Talk a little bit about your approach, I guess, to uh, taking photos, especially in game situations, because I've talked to a number of them who kind of have different ideas. Some are looking for those candid moments and some are looking mm-hmm. to tell a, ph- a photographic story. And so what is your approach when you uh, when you head to a game or a practice or a spring training? You know, I really try to keep it uh, open unless I've been asked specifically, and that does happen where you get asked specifically, okay, I need a, a photo of this player doing doing whatever it is, and I need this ad in the background, that type of thing. So oftentimes I get asked for something very specific. But if there's no special requests for a game, I try to be really, really open um, with what I'm seeing when I get, when I get to a game. I, I, I really personally enjoy the candid moments. Um, the moments between players, how they interact with fans, how they interact with their managers. Um, being around the sport and being around these guys as much as I am, it's really clear that people often forget that these players are people. Um, fans often forget that they're not just baseball players. There's, each of these guys has a personality. They're a character. They bring something to the table. So um, that's the stuff I'm looking for is just how they interact with each other, their goofiness, their, their laughing and their joking. And, and that's the kind of stuff that I like to, to show the fans and the people that are watching the games is that there's more to these guys than just their, their baseball. I mean, everybody loves a good action shot. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. Um, and, and I'm all for those as well. I get my fair share, but I'm really looking for that, uh, you know, that personality being conveyed. And that's one of the words that I love hearing about, because especially at spring training, I notice it's a little easier, especially for the veterans. They're not necessarily uh, vying for spots, so to speak. And so they're allowed to uh, maybe have those little moments of levity. And, and so that seems to be, at least judging from what I've seen uh, through your portraits, is is allowing for that personality to shine through and find those moments where uh, there can be a smile or maybe even on the flip side, uh, somebody's really disappointed about what happened. Absolutely, you know, and we see that uh, we see that too. It, it's telling that story, but it's more the personality side of the story, not what happened in the game kind of story. So, um, point in case, uh, Dalton Pompey, when he suffered his concussion at the World Baseball Classic in 2017, you know, I caught that slide. I, caught, I was I was on the third base photo well when that happened. He slid into second, and of course, um, suffered the concussion, but. I had all the shots going right up to it, um, but the shot that I take away the most from was just that look of sheer disappointment of him hunched over at second base. To me, that told the story. That was his personality coming through and just his disappointment in getting injured and having to be pulled from the game. So, Talk a little bit about your favorite player or the one that is the most photogenic in your books. Oh, man, that's a tough one. That is really tough because these guys are all so great. You know, over the years, they've gotten to 
Um, they've gotten to know me a little bit because I'm around them all the time. Um, so they've opened up quite a bit and, uh, they'll goof off and they'll pose and they'll, <laughs> you know, they'll sort of do their thing for my, for my pictures, which kind of defeats the whole candid thing, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, every once in a while they'll goof around, but, um, I have a ton of favorite players to shoot. I mean, Dwight Smith Jr. has got a phenomenal smile, uh, which always comes across great in photos. Russ was another one. Russell Martin was another guy who was really fun to shoot. Um, always very expressive. Um, Freddie Freeman. He was great. So much fun during the WBC. He, uh, you know, kind of turned it into a game and was goofing off and big smiles and waves the whole time. So, I mean... I have different reasons for liking shooting different players, but uh, to point a favorite would be pretty tough. Not to throw shade at anybody, but on the flip side, <laughs> is there anybody that you go, man, they're hard to get because they're either elusive or they, they don't have a lot of personality? Yeah, you know, I mean, there's a couple of guys that uh, that it's tough to to get something, uh, something out of them. Uh, Kendris Morales, tough guy guy very rarely smiles but if anything i really enjoy that because i it, it's a challenge for me and it's and i tease him one day i said one of these days i'm gonna get you i'm gonna, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna get you smiling and it becomes a challenge right so but he is he's elusive he uh you know he's not big on smiling outside of the dugout but i mean he's ear to ear grin usually when he's in the dugout so that's the fun part about it, I, I find, too, is that uh, even in the interview, when, when I'm interviewing guys, you can tell who wants to be a part of it and who wants to uh, have some fun and joke around and who is a little more reserved because maybe they've, uh, whether it's you know just the, their upbringing or that, that kind of thing can always kind of throw you for a bit of a loop that way. Sure, absolutely. Another guy that was a ton of fun this spring was uh, Joe Biagini. Everybody knows he's a big uh Big mm-hmm. character on the team, right? And uh, is very rarely uh, serious, but he was a ton of fun to shoot this spring. Uh, and but you really see the difference is on days where he's not pitching uh, and he's just working out and, and being a part of uh, BP and that kind of thing. He, he's very jokey, very um, smiley, and he's you know he's playing pranks on all the media people, and you get to watch all of that unfold. But then on days where he's pitching, he's still Joe, and he's still jokey, and he's still playful, but he's very much subdued because you can just tell, you go, okay, today's the day that we're going to work, and he, get, he gets right down to business. So in my photography, I get to see the, you know, the difference mm. between the days, game day and non-game days for him. When you look back on the last seven years, did anything really take you by surprise that, you know, from day one you went, I didn't expect that or, you know, throughout your travels? Hmm. That's a good question. I don't think anything's really uh, jumped out at me other than how receptive everybody has been to me. Um I guess I, for the first couple of years, I still just saw myself as a fan with a camera and was um, surprised that I was allowed to be a part of it and was very surprised at how welcoming everybody was, um, players, coaches, uh, other members of the media. They all just sort of went, oh, so you're the photographer. Great. Come on in. Welcome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Welcome to the team. Um, so that I guess that would probably be my biggest surprise was just how uh, open people were to having a new person on the team. When you look back on it, and, and especially I know you've been involved with the Okotoks Dogs and a number of others, is there a difference in photography and trying to get a, in, get a hold of those personalities when it comes to the different levels, be it college versus the pros? 
Yeah, you know, it's funny. I feel like the pros are more used to, they've been around photographers a lot more than maybe uh, kids say at the collegiate level in Okotoks. So um, I find that the guys at the bigs are very, they just go about their business. They don't really hide who they are. They just, they understand that there's going to be somebody there taking pictures of them at all times. So they just sort of go about their business. Whereas um, I find it a bit of a challenge with the, the collegiate kids because they're not used to that. They're not, uh, they, they're not getting their photos taken all of the time. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of awkward moments. They're not really sure what to do. And as soon as they see the camera pointed in their direction, the expression changes completely. So there's, uh, I find there is that definitely a difference between the, uh, between the pros and, and that collegiate level for sure. In all of your travels through baseball, any real highlights for you, ones that made you go, I got to pinch myself, I can't believe I'm here? Oh, we've talked about it before, the World Baseball Classic in 2017. I stood behind home plate in Marlins Park and I had to pinch myself. That was a moment of sheer gratefulness. I just looked around and, and could not believe that I was being afforded the opportunity to do what I was doing. And uh, as a member of uh, the Canadian national team, they just sort of took me under their wing and and let me have the access that they had at that park. Um, And it was incredible being down in the dugout, being in those photo wells. It was just one of those moments where you kind of go, this can't be real life. (laughs) (laughs) I can't be this lucky. This this can't be real. And uh, yeah, I've, incredibly grateful for that opportunity. What does it mean to you to have, whether it be athletes or others, uh, want to use your photos for whether it be social media profiles or that it's the thing that they want to put in a frame at home or just those kind words that they say uh, towards the work that you do? That's huge. That means the world to me. To me, that tells me that I'm that I'm accomplishing what I'm setting out to accomplish. Cause I'm obviously, like I said, I'm trying to capture personalities and, and, and the other side, these people who they are as people. Um, and that tells me that they're appreciative of that. You know, uh, after spring training, I always get a surge of DMs saying, Hey, did you get any pictures of this? Did you get any pictures of that? And, and that just tells me that, you know, they, they appreciate what I'm doing uh, and they're looking forward to, to showcasing my work. That means that to me that I'm doing something right. So um, kind of neat little story. Marcus Stroman's uh, mom reached out to me, or stepmom, sorry, reached out to me last year on Father's Day and asked if I had, because uh, I've got a picture of Marcus with his little brother out on the field. And, you know, so here they were taking those photos and using them as part of a Father's Day gift for him, mm-hmm. which I just thought was incredible, you know. So my artwork is getting used uh, in their day-to-day personal lives, and that means the world to me. On the flip side, there's a lot of people who envy what you do, but I'm wondering, is there any one shot that you envy more than others? I know you've taken thousands upon thousands of photos, but is there one that really stands out as being that perfect shot? Oh, that perfect shot. Um, Geez, I've taken a lot of photos. I mean, just this spring, I think we were up over 2,700 photos in about 10 days. So, um, yeah, I take a lot of photos. I, I still, I go back for an action shot. I go back to that uh, that John Hawk with the Okotoks dogs uh, and that strike, that dust, that storytelling photo. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but you know, a lot of it is is uh, is what they're doing in the dugout. So I've got one of Dwight Smith Jr. There was a bat that got let go, and of course, it flies right over the dugout and missed him by you know a couple inches. And I got a picture of him just with big old smile in the dugout, uh, pointing up into the crowd. And yeah, that one stands with me too because it kind of shows who he is. He's not a huge smiley person out on the field, but when he's in the dugout, he's pretty expressive. So. One of the questions I ask the athletes, and I think it'd be kind of fun to ask you this question as well, is what's the what's your goal? What would you love to do? What's on the bucket list that you'd love to have accomplished over the next five years or so? Tokyo 2020. <laughs> you didn't even hesitate. Plain and simple. <laughs> no, you know what? I, I, I feel like I need to do a, a dream board for that one or a goal, <laughs> aspirations board for that one. I Yeah, no hesitation. That's where I want to be, Tokyo 2020. The fact that, you know, we're getting away from the WBC and we're getting back to uh, being an Olympic sport and having the opportunity to um, represent my com- my country as a photographer and, and showcase our athletes and uh, and really show the world what our team is, that, that would be incredible. That is my goal, absolutely. How do you go about achieving that goal? I, I, just out of a curiosity standpoint, is, have you been looking into it and going, okay, is it just a matter of making sure I stick with Baseball Canada for the next little while, or how does that all yeah, work? Yeah, so I mean, obviously you have to have your portfolio all together. You have to make sure that uh, they see that you are actually, in fact, a valid photographer, mm-hmm. not just uh, somebody who wants to come do this. Um, fortunately, Baseball Canada has let me shoot everything for them for the last couple uh, of years. So I've been really lucky that way. But yeah, I mean, it's about uh, maintaining my media status and uh, and keeping my portfolio up to date and just getting to as many tournaments with uh, the Canadian national team as I possibly can, just to, to continue being a part of that team. You bring up a really great point as well, is what does it mean to you to be representing your own country in a different way as compared to uh, the athletes on the field? Yeah, you know, um, I've said before, I was I uh, fought competitively for a long time um, at a Canadian national level, and, uh, and there's something really special about representing your country, whether it be as an athlete or as a photographer. Uh, and uh, obviously, I'm no longer in a position to represent my company or my country as an athlete. Um, but being able to showcase the athletes that are, and, and and being able to represent as a photographer is huge. It's just another way to uh, to showcase the talent that we do have here in Canada. What is your definition of success? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I guess getting up every day, knowing that I'm doing something that I love, and that having people appreciate that work and getting my my art form out there. Um, I think that is success to me is just knowing that I feel like I'm completing my, I'm living out my goals every day. Well, we certainly appreciate the work that you do and, and are, are a little envious of your abilities of taking photos. Uh, Amanda, thank you so much for uh, shedding a little bit of light on your past and uh, sharing some of your stories as well and joining us on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. One of the things we've had a ton of fun doing over the last few weeks is highlighting the Alberta talent doing big things in the U.S. college system. One of those players is J.T. Patterson at Bellevue University. The six foot one, two hundred five pound Dogs Academy product is hitting three sixty four for the Bruins this year, and over the weekend he hit three home runs in one game, driving in eight runs against Valley City State. After a busy weekend, we touched base with the Calgary native to talk about this season and his upbringing. JT, thanks for joining us on the podcast. No problem. 
What's it feel like to come through a weekend like you did, especially on Sunday, three home runs and eight RBIs? Uh, at the beginning of the weekend, the first the first day out there on Saturday, I kind of struggled. So uh, on Sunday, I was looking to just really simplify my approach. And um, I mean, although we split on Saturday, it was good to get a win on split on the road. But uh, on Sunday, I was really at the plate just trying to simplify um, everything and just put the ball in play really and I don't know it just worked out <laughs> just worked out the way it did and then after I hit the first one I kind of got a little bit a little bit of confidence going and then uh, the rest is history after that it's funny how a little bit of positive momentum can go such a long way even from at bat to at bat did that kind of open your eyes when you hit that first one to go all right, I'm kind of zoned in. I'm feeling good about things, and now I know what that swing's got to feel like. And did that change a little bit of your perspective going the third and fourth and fifth at bats? Yeah, absolutely. And luckily, the first one came in the first at bat, the second game. So uh, after I did that, it, it took off a lot of pressure because it put us up early in the game. It was first inning, so it put us up early. It was with two outs and two strikes on me. So it was a really good feeling to get one up in the air and put it out. Fantastic to hear. And it's been great to hear uh, a lot of the success stories that are coming out of uh, Alberta. And you happen to be one of them. Talk a little bit about your season so far and what's been going well for you lately. Uh, Really, I'd say going into, I mean, being a senior, I really, uh, my only focus really going into each game was to treat every game like it is my last game. And uh, this being possibly, potentially, my last season playing baseball, I just, all I'm really trying to do is have as much fun um, with my teammates and have as much fun playing the game as I can. And honestly, it's this season has been awesome so far, and I'm looking forward to making a playoff run with this team. But honestly, I'm just trying to enjoy it as much as I can and take it all in. You've had quite the the road through baseball, and it started as being a Calgary kid and going through the Dogs uh, Academy system, and you've played with the senior Dogs as well. Talk a little bit about uh, you from the very beginning, though, and what got you into baseball, given that I ask this of a lot of people, is how you managed to uh, withstand the pressures of getting into hockey and football and go for a, for a sport like baseball. Uh, for baseball, so I always... It's funny because I always wanted to be a hockey player growing up. I guess you asked me when I was eight years old what I wanted to do. I'd always tell people I wanted to play in the NHL. But, uh, you know, as I kind of kept playing hockey and whatever, I never really took baseball as seriously as hockey. But uh, kind of one year, probably when I was about 10 years old, it kind of baseball really started to make a better impression on me I guess I started to have a lot more fun playing it and then uh at that point me and my brother were playing wiffle ball in the backyard every day I think even just doing that made me fall in love with the game and then eventually uh hockey I just kind of decided that I wanted to do baseball full-time and I was in about when I was about I think 13 years old is when I chose to quit hockey and do baseball full-time but I'd say uh, a lot that had to do with that decision was uh, me my brother and all my buddies growing up just 
playing wiffle ball every day and having a bunch of fun out there. And that kind of translated onto the field when I got to play some competitive ball with them. I was going to say, when it's funny how sometimes it's the littlest thing, right? Like in terms of when you go from wiffle ball to baseball and having that fun. And, and even in the small amount that I've been able to watch you play when you're with the dogs last year and that is you're always grinning. You're always seems to be having a good time. What's up with that? Oh man. <laughs> I mean, every time I'm on a baseball field, like I'm doing what I love. So that's just, that's my goal is to just have fun. I've never not had fun on a baseball field. And I've been in some blowout games on both sides. But my main goal is to just always have a great attitude out there that my teammates can hopefully feed off of. I'm, I'm always having fun out there, man. It's funny you mentioned that because the other part of it, and for those who don't know, is uh, randomly, and we were messaging back and forth and on Twitter earlier today, and one of the things that uh, I brought up was the fact that uh, your mom has known my fiance's family for quite some time, and so we ended up getting into a conversation uh, at the dog's banquet a while back, and it was just funny how all the energy, especially your mother, seems to have, seems to have rubbed off on you just a little bit. Oh yeah, I definitely, uh, I definitely, uh, I definitely get uh, my attitude from my mom. Uh, there's one one thing that's for sure is I get my uh, get my laid back and kind of, I guess, uh, chilled attitude from my mom for sure. When you look through your your baseball career and and in particular your your dogs academy and and dogs life, any memories that stick or stick out for you more than others, or or situations where you went, man, this is this is for real. This is what I'm going to be trying to do for the rest of my life. Uh, I would say uh, probably my senior year in high school was kind of when I. Uh, started to take like baseball really seriously after it was kind of after I signed my letter of intent to go play in Colorado that was kind of when it clicked that hey I might have a shot at this so I'm gonna try to do what I can to make the most out of this opportunity and I'd say uh also that senior season that I had with my teammates was one of the most fun seasons I've ever had playing baseball too so but I'd say it was my senior year is kind of when I was like, yeah, I'd really like to uh, try and do this for the rest of my life. What's been the number one or who's been the number one influence on you, whether it's in baseball or in life in general, that has uh, really paved the way for you? I'd have to, uh, I'd have to go with uh, my brother, my brother Blake. Also, he came up through the academy too. He played uh he played a couple solid seasons at shortstop for uh, Spalding University, but uh, he was really uh, he led by example really well. And he uh, he was always you know he was always one of the guys that kind of like he was always wanting to go outside and play wiffle ball. He was always dragging my butt out of the house to go do stuff like that and. I'd say overall in life, that guy, he sets a really good example of um, how to go about your day, how to work hard. He's got a great work ethic. But, uh, yeah, I, I credit all of that. I credit it to my brother, man. I learned it from him. So. 
when you look ahead to the year that's coming up, I mean, you've still got a, a lot left in the college year and, and certainly through the summer and fall. But when you look ahead to the end of the year, what do you want to accomplish? What do you want to knock off the bucket list uh, heading to the towards the end of 2019? Really, the only thing I want to accomplish is I want to, I want to, uh, I want to win a World Series with my uh, this team at Bellevue, and I couldn't think of a better group of guys to do it. With, to be honest, that's that's my only goal is to hopefully cap off my college career with a ring. So yeah. that's that's what I'd like to do. Be a great way to end that uh, that phase of your career uh for sure after the the season's over have you given any thought to it are you hoping to get into pro ball somewhere or what sort of uh yeah. next on the horizon for you um so yeah i've been uh been looking into playing overseas so uh maybe going playing a season in australia or think france or italy is also an option uh that or um i mean you never know you, you never know you I could pick up a senior sign or go play some indie ball, but I mean, honestly, I, I'm uh, I'm down to keep playing for as long as I can. So I know that uh, right now I plan on going to play for a month in uh, Puerto Rico, starting in June, I believe, and then after that, I uh, it's a possibility that I might be coming back to uh, play for the college team in Oak Oaks, but we're not too sure about that. But yeah, it would be. Uh, be a lot of fun to go play some pro ball and try to just experience, uh, maybe travel a little bit and go have some fun with it, really. I love that mindset because, I mean, I, I, you talk to different people. I mean, we had Scott Richmond on the program a uh, f- few weeks back there, and he's seen basically every cr- uh, country known to mankind when it comes to baseball, and he's just loved every minute of it. And so it's cool to hear oh, yeah. that somebody else is thinking the same way, is that, hey, you know what, I can, if I can go see parts of the world that I normally would have to pay a, a pretty penny for and get to play baseball at it, why not? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's that, and I mean, you can learn so much from those experiences, too. And, uh, yeah, I, honestly, I just want to keep playing. That's my main goal, just keep playing as long as I can. It's a great goal. JT, do appreciate the time and all the best to Bellevue. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Thanks again to Amanda Fewer and JT Patterson for joining us on the podcast this week. Thanks to you as well for downloading and listening. If you haven't already, do us a massive favor and leave us a rating and review wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Those kind of things help us spread the word about the podcast. We also love feedback on social media. You can follow us anywhere at AB Dugout Stories on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Until next week, thanks again for listening and supporting Alberta Dugout Stories.